You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network every day. It's your team, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So we're going to give you an update on what the Charlotte Hornets have done, even though I just kind of did already and I don't have to say anything and that will serve and suffice as a legitimate update on what the Hornets have done <laughs> since their signing of this Smith just yesterday. It's still the only move. We'll go over some of the free agents available. We'll play a name game in just a moment. Kai Jones spoke to media today. Dutch Gately, I believe is his name. He's going to be coaching Dutch the summer Gately. league team for the Gately. Charlotte Hornets. There you go, Gately. So he's going to be coaching the summer league team for the Charlotte Hornets squad. We'll get to some of those comments as well. The position of Kai Jones, the young dudes on this squad. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. But still nothing have do- uh, nothing has been done since the Ish Smith signing. And if you look at how much cap space the Charlotte Hornets have right now, it's about $13 million, Okay, $13.3, uh, $13.5 million, basically over $13 million. Mm-hmm that the Charlotte Hornets are going to be able to work with. They have more, according to Keith Smith, who kind of went down the list, who talks about the cap quite a bit. They've got more than basically everybody right now, except for OKC, and we all know what it is with OKC. They're not necessarily looking to get better. They already traded a guy like Kelly Oubre. I don't know if Markinen is somebody they're trying to spend a decent amount of money on to go after their timeline, you know, whatever, right? So the Hornets, I don't know if they're trying to figure out the way to keep some flexibility in order to be able to work on a trade the next couple of days, but they've got to use this cap space in order for Ish Smith to work into the exception that um, they are trying to sign him for. And the 13 and a half million cap space, by the way, it's all contingent and uh, on the details that come about with Ish Smith and whether they're able to use that cap space. So basically before we play this name game of free agents, not a, are there any thoughts that you have about the Hornets so far as to the amount of room, some of the free agents that you know are available? Just what are your thoughts as we enter August 5th, just a day away before some of these details start going final? I am waiting with bated breath to make, to see what everybody's got to do the cap machinations to get to the point where they are mainly because I want to understand what these tra- this trade market is going to look like. Now, granted, we know that Mitch is typically a person that does not like to work until the league year is official, official, which made the Ish Smith move kind of like an outlier and maybe just like a little bit of a, like a steak to Hornets fans, or not even a steak, more like a saltine, more like probably like a saltine, maybe even a Ritz cracker. Or something along the lines of that. Like, I, I, I'm I, waiting with bated breath to see what happens. Because right now, I want to see the vision, Walker. I want to understand what these guys are doing. I just, like, we. it's like we talked about yesterday. They got to show their work. And for right now, there's not enough work being shown. But who knows? Right now, I'm just, I, I want to believe. I want to I want to see potentially a Kelly Oubre come here. I want to potentially see a Lowry Marketing come here. 
I just need to, um, I just need to see some, so, like, give me an idea. So, Lord, someone give me a sign here that, hey, we're actually working. Because right now, <laughs> I don't know. We have gone to asking for signs now. That's where we are here as far as trying to figure out what free agent the Charlotte mixed, Hornets mixed are going to go after. Walker, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not getting any legitimate signs right now. All right, let's play the name game. I've got a list of free agents that are still available. Dan- uh, Danny Green actually just came off of the market yesterday. He decided to go back with Philadelphia. I believe that's a 10-year, uh, excuse me, a two-year, $10 million contract. So Danny Green going back to Philly. So that whatever kind of hopes you had for Danny Green possibly agreeing to come to play for the Charlotte Hornets, that's no longer out there. Here's the list. What, how this is going to work, you've probably heard name games before. Fantasy uh, football, Fantasy Focus did this quite a bit, and it was always fun, right, with Matthew Barry, mm-hmm. those ESPN yes. podcasts. So I'll give you a couple of options, and then you'll choose which name you like. And as long as you keep choosing that name, then we're going to continue to keep that name a part of the comparison. And then once you choose you know, a different player, then that player goes out of the, uh, the, out of the equation. So that's how it'll work. We'll try to go from the lower guys available and work our way mm-hmm. up. So... So a couple of names I'll pin against first and foremost. How about Jared Vanderbilt or your boy, Hamadou Diallo? Hamadou, ooh. The only reason Vanderbilt wins here is because Hamadou Diallo is a restricted free agent. That's literally the only reason. All right. So Jared Vanderbilt, he's the guy that you're going with first. Uh, Last year, he saw his role increase. He played about 18 minutes a game, shot 60% from the field. Did not shoot well from three, but in those 64 games, he shot 60% from the field. Um, So efficient, at least when he was scoring. All right. Jared Vanderbilt or a James Ennis. 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 Ennis is is a better defender, so I'm going to go with James Ennis. Yeah, and he can shoot a little bit yeah. more reliably. So played 40 games last year with the Magic. All right, James Ennis or Justice Winslow? See, this one's not fun because Justice Winslow is like my first real quote-unquote feature piece that I wrote for Dime. And no, I didn't know that. That's yeah, pretty cool. Like, that's my first real athlete. I got to shadow and tail and everything like that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to Justice, and, and I'm not, again. And this is not like a he's better thing. This is a I'm biased, and I really can't. I I can't do it. Yeah, I mean the three point shooting's not there. The offense the is never really. Yeah, but he's a good ball mover. You know, he's somebody that can put the ball on the deck. Can. Can uh, at least facilitate at a decent level. He's not going to stop it, and he's going to continue it. And this is a team that, man, you lose Malik Monk, who's an awesome playmaker. Devonte, I constantly praise for just being a really smart passer and a capable ball handler on top of his shooting and a good decision maker enough to where he wasn't turning the ball over. You know, you want somebody like that back on the team to help account for the lost passing off of this squad. And so Justice Winslow, you know, I get it. Defense and the passing ability, you know, I totally get it. The problem is how much is availability uh, on how, how high is that on your totem pole? Because man, 26 games last year, 11 games with Miami the year before that, he has an 18 game season when he was 20 years old with the Miami Heat. The guy's just been extremely unhealthy. So, understood though. Yeah, he's Mr. Glass. He's Mr. Glass, unfortunately. And I love Justice Winslow. I think he's a great dude. I 
I, I, I just can't select him. I, I can't not I select hear him. him. That, that is a person. No, that's fine. I think I agree with you so far. How about this one? Justice Winslow or Paul Millsap? Millsap. Millsap. And it's not close. It's not close. Looked old. Um, Denver had trouble putting him out there on the court, but Paul Millsap, you want another adult on the court. You certainly get one with somebody that's been in the NBA for quite some time. What about Paul Millsap or JJ Redick? Ooh, Millsap only because I think there's no chance in hell. JJ Redick signs here. Yeah, but <sighs> no chance in hell. Maybe. I mean, yeah, th- unless they just both want to go to a contender, you know, I, I would probably guess none of them sign here either, but. Give me JJ. I want JJ Redick. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. For this, for the, for for the exercise, I understand completely because JJ Redick fits a need and everything else like that. I just don't think he's going anywhere but Barclays right now at this point. Understood. Um, I'm not going to put Frank Kaminsky in here. <laughs> he's on the list. How dare you? How dare I said I'm not. You? I said I'm not going to put him on the list. He's just was staring right at me, and uh, I just wanted to mention his name. Um, a JJ Redick or a Lou Williams, often the Malik Monk comp. Lou. Now, granted, Uptown Cabaret ain't Magic City, so there's no, that. it's not. But I, I say that like I know. <laughs> I've only I've only heard about uh, at at uh, Magic City. I've only heard about that, so I can't tell you. I can't tell you what's the uh, how it's similar and how it's different. We're wandering in dangerous territory. No, we're not. Let's move no, on. Uh. <laughs> All right, let's move on. And uh, so you would choose Lou Williams in that scenario. Now we get to some of the more interesting names. What about a Lou Williams or a Dennis Schroeder? Lou, I don't want Dennis Schroeder here under any circumstances. And this is under the point of the kind of money that Dennis Schroeder might call for, even though he has been the horror story of this entire free agency based on him turning down what was over $20 million a year reportedly offered by the Lakers. And now nobody wants him. Uh, it's it's that's what happens when you overplay your hand and i don't like i want to feel sorry for him but i can't like you overplayed your hand you should have gotten in and now he's lost this game of free agency musical chairs i'm sorry oh well again so you choose lou williams over dennis schroeder um what about what about josh hart over dennis schroeder wait no not not josh i mean excuse me excuse me lou williams Um, yeah that's a tough one um Lou, oh, it's not tough for Lou, me. Uh, uh, you know what, Josh Hart. Josh Hart <laughs> Josh. Did I just did I nudge you in the other no, way? No, it's not even that you did. It, it, it's just one of those like I, I want lemon. I want character on this team. I need as many characters as I can. I also realize that if Lou Williams is the adult in the room, that room is pretty pretty screwed. So, um, give me Josh Hart. Yeah. No, give give me Josh Hart all day. I this is now we're getting into the part where you, you get me perked up again, yeah. right? Like everybody else that we just mentioned, it was okay if that's the only thing that we can do. I don't feel great about it, but I feel good about Josh Hart. If if there's some kind of inclusion in the sign in a sign and sign and trade, excuse me, for however you could work that out, or if you just get Josh Hart and the Pelicans don't bring him back, whatever, I would love that. Um, yeah. man, would bring you some defense. Uh, really good inside the arc at finishing yeah. 58% from two point land. Uh, the last couple of seasons, the three point shot, it's not God awful yeah. 35% for his career, but a lot of that was an outlier season, his rookie season. I, I don't think it's completely gone though. How about this too? Not eight rebounds a game for Josh Hart. Look, I mean, look, that's impressive, that, especially for a team that struggles to rebound. Yeah. 
That makes uh, that, that makes so so much sense. But it, it, I know we want to finish the game. I know we want to finish the game. We run we up against it though, and you know what? We're gonna create some more suspense because there's some really big names at the top of this list that's gonna cause a lot of arguments most likely. So let's stop right, right let's here. See, I like that and, idea, and then we'll go to the second segment. And that make sure that you have to listen to the next segment of this podcast. All right, I apologize, and I also apologize to our sponsors. We're going to tell everybody about the wonderful products and the wonderful partners that we have in this podcast coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. Oh, it's bad. Lamello, come on, man. I mean, look, I I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have prices that are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They've even got new carpet for you. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right we just got to josh hart he is the new leader in the clubhouse here mm-hmm. as far as the name game goes and i have held off on these two names for a reason that are coming up let's go to laurie markinen compared to um, well, first, before we get to Laurie, we haven't gotten to Reggie Jackson yet. After what was an explosion in the Western Conference Finals, Reggie Jackson was awesome. Would you get Reggie Jackson or Josh Hart if you had the opportunity? for This both? is a lot easier than the last one you gave me. This is a lot easier. I'm taking Josh Hart. Reggie Jackson is, is basically doing a Jerome James. And for those that are not mm. um, familiar with Jerome James... He was once a center for the uh, Seattle Supersonics. That's how old this is, and this also tells you how old I am. But um, So he was a center for the Seattle Supersonics. He had a really, 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 really good postseason and then got overpaid by Isaiah Thomas. At some point, um, he, he became one of those toxic contracts that no one really wants. And so, therefore... I see Reggie Jackson in that same boat. If someone's going to pay him, I just don't want it to be the team I watch and I have to root for, you know? Yeah, the good news about the cap space that you have is you can't necessarily pay somebody a god-awful contract, especially, I don't think, I mean, you're not spending all of your cap space on Reggie Jackson, so, but point made, I, I just... You know, I want I want the kind of player that Josh Hart is. I just think he fits really well with this team. So Josh Hart is still going to be my guy. I completely agree with you. All right, now let's get to the other two names that I was going to get to. Laurie Markin and Nada, you know, he's been, he and Kelly Oubre, who will also get to in just a moment. Laurie Markinen has been a guy, along with Kelly, by the way, that's been reported to have asked for too much money at the beginning of this process. And because of that, they are among the more popular free agents that are still available. I saw Christian Winfield um, put this tweet out there. Maybe we even mentioned that yesterday. 
And I even went back to a Sham Sharania tweet after the Bulls extended that qualifying offer to Laurie Markkinen. He put one of the sponsored lines from a Wodra Shams tweet, right? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the wink, wink, hey, can you include this in the tweet type of thing? Shams did say that Laurie Markkinen is expected to have plenty of suitors in free agency, like he was going to be this hot commodity. Well, he hasn't been, at least for what he's been asking for, because a deal hasn't happened at least as of yet. Anyway, all of that to say, I give you the option of Josh Hart or Laurie Markkinen. Who are you taking? In a slight upset, I'm taking Josh Hart. I love Laurie Markkinen. I love the idea of Laurie Markkinen earlier. I just happen to like the idea of Josh Hart more. He defends, he shoots, and unfortunately for Laurie right now, he's not in the position to where I would feel good about saying, per se, signing him over a Josh Hart would would make this team that much better. This team needs a six-man off the bench. I'm not sure it's book night just yet. And... Josh Hart's a little bit better in terms of playmaking. This all factors into why I would just, I love, 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 love Laurie. I think for the right price, I want him here. The key the key thing is, if you're going to make me choose, it's Josh Hart, though. I've We talked about this yesterday. I've talked myself into Laurie Marketing um, better than what I, when I first saw the idea of trading Devontae Graham and doing the sign and trade with whatever surrounding it, the, the goals being getting rid of Devontae and then getting back Laurie in return. I didn't like that. But now that Devontae's gone, you got your first round lottery protected pick. The idea of Laurie coming in and providing some offense for this team, having the ability to, you know, he's not a ball stopper uh, stopper either, right? He's going to be able to make some plays from the mid post. He's someone that can shoot. The catch and shoot is really good. He has the ability to put it on the deck just offensively. It could, it would work. I, I really like that idea defensively he's just not helping you and and that's the problem they have sacrificed not that Devonte and malik were otherworldly defenders but they just don't have they haven't gotten better defensively you know i mean losing cody you got worse defensively a bit you know mason plumley if you want to argue mason plumley's better passer okay like he's a really good passing big that's good i like that idea but defensively haven't gotten better laurie markin isn't going to help in that regard I'm going with Josh Hart, and finally we get to Kelly Oubre. Not a, is Kelly Oubre the only other player? When we give you Hart and Kelly Oubre, what name are you going with on that list? This is the only guy Josh Hart can't beat on the king of the free agent hill. Give me the tsunami poppy. Give me the guy. <laughs> I've never heard that name. You've never before. heard Kelly Oubre Where? being named as like tsunami poppy. You haven't seen those. No, Carmax but it fits so well. It does fit no, so I well. It. For his athleticism, for what he brings off the bench, for the scoring punch off the bench, him and Book Knight off the bench would be a killer tandem. And I, I can't ignore that. I, I legitimately cannot ignore the possibility of a Kelly Oubre, James Book Knight-led bench. Give me that. That is what I want. And I think that last year was just an off year for him. And if you give him a pro- another prove-it deal, I think he would show up, show out, and be the guy that we- you need to fill out a bench. And he would be the personnel. Again, and off the top of that, the personality that he brings, it works so, 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 so well. Yes, give me the Tsunami Poppy. Give me Kelly Oubre. <laughs> I kind of want him just because of the nickname You're now. Welcome. I've never heard of that, but I had to reconsider some things. 
Uh, despite the great nickname, Josh Hart has become my number one guy. Not, I think that's really? the number one player that I want. Yeah, he is. I just think he fits a lot better with this team coming in and just providing something on the other end of the court, because right now you just get so bad defensively. Uh, it, Josh Hart is, it is not a great three point shooter as we've seen the last three seasons. I do think that he can get to 36 rather comfortably 36%. You know, he is 35 for his career, but again, that's including the outlier rookie season that we just kind of talked about. You know, the free throw shooting has gone up the last couple of seasons. So he's improved there. I like that. Uh, we talk about the rebounding. He's been an excellent rebounder the last two seasons. Um, I, I just, Josh Hart is the guy for me that I'm going to roll with. And if I had to give you my top three, I think it goes Hart. Then I think it's Laurie Markkinen. Then I think it's Kelly Oubre. And, and look, Kelly Oubre fits a little bit more than Laurie. Um, so I understand that doesn't make as much sense. Kind of contradicting myself. I was myself about to a little, say, wait a minute now. Wait, wait, wait an uh, entire but, minute now. Yeah, but but if it, it's just I see the shooting percentages for Laurie offensively, I just think he can help you more. Kelly isn't moving the ball that well uh, defensively. It comes and goes. Sometimes he provides you some good on ball defense and sometimes it's just not necessarily there. Like he's a uh, I'll do it when I feel like it type of dude. And, and you know, uh, the shooting just isn't good enough to justify that type of play. Um I, I just, even if he gets to the free throw line a pretty decent amount and he hits his free throws and that's all well and good. J Josh Hart is my guy it, to be, to be frank, any of those three players I'd be okay with at this point in the process. But if we had to choose between those three, Josh Hart is going to be my number one player. Now, all of this is to say too, the number one thing I'm really holding out hope for is for a trade uh, to come out of this and moving that first round pick in order to get a Marvin Bagley or a Miles Turner or somebody like that. I think you and I both have kind of talked about if that's in play, then that would be something I think can salvage it, uh, you know, with maybe some concern on what else they would send um, on top of that first round pick into uh, to one of those teams that they'd be. Yeah, no, with. you're right. Like I get like I can only get so mad at Josh Hart being your number one. And at this point, I'm kind of with you. We need to see some of these chairs moving around. We need because right now there's only so many ways that we can keep saying, yo, look, the roster is bunk right now because it doesn't make any sense. You don't have a you don't have another center. And I don't think Kai Jones as a center is more. I think Kai Jones as a center this year is more of a wish than a plan. And for all of despite all of that. We just want some more clarity on this roster. And if the expectations are going to be playoffs, then this roster needs to reflect it right now. Currently. Yeah. It All right. Well, let's take a, a quick break and then we'll come back with uh, some finishing touches on free agency and maybe even get to some of the comments from Akai Jones talking ahead of their summer league. First, let's discuss bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. We got one more segment to go right here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Kai Jones took some questions from media today, getting a getting ready for summer league taking place. I believe the first game is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to pull that uh, summer league schedule up, but I believe their first uh, game is going to be tomorrow. You've got the likes of a Leangelo Ball playing, a Scotty Lewis, a Kai Jones, a James Booknight. So you've got some of those players that are going to be ready to go. Um, but one of the bigger questions that we've seen addressed by James Borrego, who actually had some media availability yesterday, Kai Jones, also a Gately, it's what position is Kai Jones going to play? Athletic enough to play the four, tall enough to play the five? Do you use him as just some uber athletic center? Or do you just use his athleticism and put it out there a little bit more perimeter based? Um, to me, I don't care. I like the idea of him developing into just some crazy athletic center that also has the ability to stretch to stretch the yeah. offense, right? Or stretch the defense on offense is what I mean. Um, I, I like that idea, but hell, if, he, if he's more comfortable at the four, that's great size out there. You know, that's fine w- with me, Nada. Like, I, right now, I don't care, and I don't think anybody knows what position he plays right now. And I think all three of their questions or all three of their answers – They've addressed that. Hey, we have no yeah, clue. Yeah, now he's the play. funny thing is, like, if you don't have any clue where he's going to play, and if you think he's going to play with the big club this year, then if Kai Jones is going to be your guy, I if you're Jalen McDaniel right now, how do you feel? Especially knowing that your contract is up, you could be moved. And I guess that's where I'm like, when it comes to this conversation, I'm, I'm honestly wondering. If Kai Jones plays the four, what does that do for Jalen McDaniels? Because oh, Jalen can play the three. Just are, fine. are we sure? Uh, I, I are we know. sure? Yeah. Because- oh, I'm 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 way per. I'm fine with that. Nada. I really am. I mean, that that's the part that I love about Jalen McDaniels is that he can move really well out okay. there in the perimeter. He's a good defender. I think his instincts are really good. Uh, we, we still need to get a little bit more weight on him. I, I don't necessarily ever worry about that. When you're talking about young players, they'll put as much weight on him as mm-hmm. they want to. Uh, you don't want to sacrifice mobility. It, my biggest thing about Jalen is I just want him to be more comfortable with the basketball, you know, putting it on the deck at least a little That's bit and, and, and maybe having better passing ability. But you know, he's not a stopper, right? Like he, he's a ball stopper. That is like he's somebody that can swing it. He can be a connector. And then even defensively, I think he's got enough versatility to guard really two through four. Uh, put him out on the wing and I'm good. With you know, I, I want to believe I want to agree with you. But the fact that they don't know and granted, uh, this is maybe me starting a little but I'm just asking the question. If this is the case and they don't know where to put him, like if you're Jalen McDaniel, you can't like you may feel good, but also at the same time, I'm not necessarily sure I would because if because well, the new toy is coming in and he's going to this is the guy that they were all looking for. This is the guy they worked out twice. They've been salivating over this guy clearly for a little bit and wondering how they can use him. So I, I'm just asking the question, honestly. Where does Jalen McDaniel fit? Because if that if he doesn't fit, then maybe he's another one of those guys that goes in the trade somewhere. That's all I'm saying. Now I agree. I mean, if if they think if they're going to move Jalen McDaniel's, I just hope they maximize mm-hmm. that type of value and they value him as much as I do. I, I really like him. To me, he's not an option to waive. You know, the, the guys to waive are the Martin twins. It's not Jalen McDaniel's. If if you're going to move him, say along with your first round pick in exchange for 
a Miles Turner or something like that, or just or anybody. I just use him as an example. But if, if there's another player in the works, then okay, I can get on board with that to some degree. Um, but but the other thing about this too, not a, it kind of goes into my Zaire Williams philosophy. It's the fact that you can never have too much of those guys. You know, big, long defenders that are interchangeable, that have the mobility to move their feet laterally. And, and, and Jalen is way more instinctual than Kai Jones is. You know, I mean, that's Jalen makes smart reads on defense. He makes smart plays. So the, the problem with Jalen sometimes that I get frustrated with is him just not being aggressive enough down in the post and maybe getting moved around here and there. Sometimes there's some awareness issues as far as like just being in the post, but I, I think that's more youth than it is him just not being smart. So, look, I just don't think you can have enough of those guys. I really hope that's not in the minds of the Charlotte Hornets on whether to move them and or whether to keep them on the bench um, in any kind of real playing time this year. All right, that's enough Charlotte Hornets talk. What are we, the Hornets podcast? Please, we got to move on. Uh, you you want you wanted to mention the versus battle. What was this two nights ago where we saw Dipset versus the Locks, and you enjoyed the hell out of it? Of course, you're going to make fun of me for having not seen it. I understand that, um, but just looking at that battle, I kind of thought the Locks was going to win, and that's no that's no hate on Dipset. It's just ain't too many people messing with hey, Jada Nada, and it seems like those were the reviews. Nobody here's was the thing. With one group you could tell was rehearsing and waiting for this moment, Walker. The other group was <laughs> like, how much are we getting for this? Oh, that much? Yeah. Cool. And, and, and is it any surprise that that's the thought process by no, both of these not groups? Not really. Not at all. And that w- and but you could tell. Like and the f- the funniest thing was and Walker this is why I need you to watch this at some point is just watching Dipset go to the, oh, let's run another Cameron song out there. We're not going to do Jimmy again. But the crazy mm-hmm. part was like they, like Jewels did his Skull Gang material. And, and if you have mm-hmm. no idea what Jewel Santana and Skull Gang is, congratulations, neither does 99% of the world. But at the same time, <laughs> like I was waiting for some better material than they were getting and I, I, like there was a lot of there was a lot of meat left on the bone for dipset and, and the diplomats i was disappointed and i um I, at this point the only thing i can recommend anybody listening to the sound of my voice go find fat joe on instagram he has the best recap that, that i like i can't even do justice I know you're not on Instagram, Walker. Smart on your part, but for me, for, yeah, but got the for me, for everybody else, just watch Fat Joe because you're going to see the clips come down Instagram, uh, not Instagram, but come down Twitter. I highly suggest you watch. It's great, and I, I cannot recommend it. All I more. saw was I saw a couple of the clips. I saw Jada having fun up there. I also saw a, a clip that was circulating a day or two later. And it was of Jim Jones apparently falling off stage. That happened. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. Anytime I think of Cam, Cam- Cameron was kicking people. They had too many dudes on the stage. Like literally, it was every single um, bad hip hop trope that <laughs> can do. They did every single one. That makes me laugh. <laughs> That's that makes me laugh. It's like, oh no, why are they doing this? And Jim Jones, by the way, shout out to Jim Jones for putting out the middle school 
walkout anthem to every single basketball team when you were playing in seventh or eighth grade, at least during my years, basically the years of 2008 to 2009. Um, no, even before that, excuse me. Sorry. I have to go even before I was about to say that's 2007. No, no, yeah. Right? That's like 2006, 2007. Uh, Jim Jones put out the music for you to walk out to with your team to get in the layup lines, whether you were in middle school, whether you were in high school, everybody was coming out to we fly high. And so shout out to Jim Jones. Um, even if you did fall off stage a couple of days ago. All right, that'll do it. It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We always appreciate your support. Thanks again to not only Built Bar, but rockauto.com and Bet Online AG. Go listen to Locked On NBA on, on your smart device. Tell them to play the most recent episode. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hopefully, something to recap via Charlotte Hornets free agents.